welcome to Monday Night Therapy. <laughs> it's John. I'm here by myself. I don't know where Todd is, which is damned unfortunate because, I mean, he has like half the information for the show. So, uh, but, you know, it's me. It's me by myself. And there's a lot going on. There was a lot happened over this weekend and over the last week in Huskerdom. And uh, I guess I'll just start without him. And I'll start with baseball. Uh, Nebraska played at the, since I don't have anybody to go back and forth with a witty opening banner with, uh, Nebraska played at the Cambria Classic at the U.S. Bank Stadium in Minnesota this weekend. And Friday they beat Vandy. Saturday they beat Hawaii. And Sunday, uh, Sunday they lost to Ole Miss 14-5. to uh, I went to the baseball game on Sunday, and I had a wonderful time. I mean, it wasn't fun watching us get shelled in the first inning. You know, um, Caleb Clark was out there, a true freshman, I believe, and he got kind of he got kind of rocked. He gave up eight young runs in the first inning, and it was it was unfortunate. I here's the thing. We were down to like two outs, two strikes on a guy, and the ball and the pitch gets called high. If it's called a strike, then then we're not giving up eight runs, and the game's an incredibly different game. But we gave up eight runs, and then we had to fight and claw our way back. Uh, we'll give Todd a few minutes to see if he actually shows up. But I got to tell you this. I got to tell you a story. Uh, I almost passed out at the baseball game. Honest to God, I, I'm not even making that up. I was up in the stands, and I, you know, I'm 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 kind of high up in the stands because my balance still isn't the greatest, and I don't want to walk all the way down the stairs because I don't want to fall down and look like an idiot in front of everybody. I have my cobby thing on, you know. I did have some people come up and say they enjoyed my YouTube content, so that was very nice because my ego needs that kind of attention horror stuff. Yes, it does. And, uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm watching the baseball game, but I'm still sitting there with my phone. I'm checking the Iowa score. And, you know, and as the game goes on, there's no way we win this game because that's what I think about Nebraska basketball all the time. And uh, we keep, we're ahead for some reason. And I'm like, oh my God. Now, I'm sure that you guys have all seen uh, this meme with Vince McMahon, right? Well, here's the thing about this. I'll scoot over a little bit. Here's the thing about this. This is what's happening to me as I watch the Nebraska-Iowa basketball game. And I'm literally... I'm literally watching the score, and then I said, okay, I'll flip over to the Fox mobile app because you can watch this stuff mobile now, which is the coolest thing ever. And I'm watching at the end of the game, and I am so used to being at home watching Nebraska sports. I think, uh, what was it, the end of the game? When they called that charge on Iowa, and Sam Hoiberg picked up the charge, you know, he got the charge call against Iowa. I literally like G -g 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 screamed in the middle of this baseball crowd. And I'm like, G -g 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 -g. I'm sh sh jerking around like that Vince McMahon thing. And people are looking at me and some little kids pointing and going, Dad, what what's wrong with that guy? And then, uh, you know, somebody's like, I think he's having a seizure. And. And and I'm you know and then of course we win and I'm just apoplectic or whatever that word is, and I just freaked I completely freaked out. 
And I thought, oh, my God, I'm making an ass of myself, which, you know, I shouldn't be embarrassed by because I do that all the time. And then I noticed there was a whole bunch of Nebraska fans down in front of me that were screaming their heads off. And it was wonderful, wasn't it? I mean, I, I, went to, I, I did that short video on YouTube, and I got some crap some, from Iowa fans on it. And the thing is, is uh, I mean, think about this for a moment. We were, we were in our darkest days in football. I mean, we had a staff that was kind of a made-up staff, and a team was kind of a made-up team. And, you know, we don't know where we're going. We don't know what we're doing, and we still beat Iowa in football after losing to them for like 83 years, way too long. And then, and then we come around and we beat him at home in basketball. And like, okay, you, Fred's beating Creighton and he's beating Iowa. And I think that's pretty good for our basketball team. And I'm thinking there's no way we beat Iowa on the road in basketball. And then we beat him in basketball and we sweep them. And the thing about these guys, I don't know if you've noticed the comments in the youth short. Uh, they're like, yeah, good luck with your 500 team. Hey, let's get this straight, Iowa guys. We're not good at basketball. And suddenly we have a team that beats you twice. This is exciting. I'm excited by it just because we win, and that's exciting. And right now you look at you guys, and I think that if you compare the two of us, uh, we're going places and you're not. That's really what it comes down to. I know that basketball is kind of a year-to-year -year thing, and it's – I mean, the, you looked at the Big Ten this week, and if Northwestern won, they were going to be the two seed. If they lost, they were going to be the nine seed. And it was a bloody mess. I, the Big Ten was just uh, murderers row up and down, except for maybe Purdue. And even they got beat up at the end of the year. Uh, I probably should go through some of the comments. But, it, you know, it was nice. It was it's, it's nice to beat Iowa just because, well, they're our rival. And we talked about this a little bit in our Slack room that, um, <clears throat> you know, it's it's kind of a shame. One of them said, uh, one of my guys said, it's a shame we've fallen low enough that rival, Iowa is our rival. But I kind of look at it and I go, you know, there really isn't, with all the movement that's going around when the the realignment and stuff like that, there's not a lot of room for rivals. You know what I mean? You don't, there's no long-term. Michigan, Ohio State have long-term. Texas and Oklahoma don't really have long-term anymore, although they might get back some old rivals. You know, Texas will. Uh, I don't, I'm okay with Iowa being our rival. Minnesota can be our rival. Wisconsin can be our, everybody can be our rival. I'm kind of hoary that way. I'm okay with that. I, this is a marriage, for God's sakes. Okay, so I was hoping Don showed up so he, he would talk about wrestling, but we'll get to that in a bit. I need to go back to my list. So baseball, back to baseball for a minute. Uh, I, I paid attention to Vandy. I thought that it was nice of us to go. I hope that we do this every year of the Cambria Classic, honestly. I know that they could play in a bunch of different places, but uh, it, kudos to Minnesota for getting Vandy and Ole Miss and Hawaii into that stadium in Maryland. And I can't, I'm missing a team. But uh, that's a pretty good mix of baseball for the upper Midwest in the middle of winter. Um, well, okay, at the end of winter, but it's still the middle of winter as far as I'm concerned. It's still snowing like hell out there. Uh, but Vandy, I guess I was. I was surprised we beat them just because they're Vanderbilt and uh, nobody knows where we're at. 
Hawaii I kind of expected to beat, although they did beat Maryland. Hawaii beat Maryland Sunday morning. Uh, I talked to some of the Hawaii fans as they were walking out of the stadium, and I was coming in. And then, you know, we gave up that eight-run spot in the first inning and battled our way back, like I said. Um, my impressions of the game, I don't – here's the thing that you need to know. Anymore at coordination, there's just too much going on, and I want our coverage to be good. So I have three guys covering baseball, and they're very good at baseball, and I'm only cursory paying attention to it. I pay attention to it enough to talk about it, but I'm certainly not an expert on like the bullpen and who the guys are and who's going to hit. Uh, certainly not in wrestling. That's kind of been the way across the board except for football. But – my impression of us in baseball against Ole Miss since I watched was uh, they're much better than us. <laughs> I mean, it was unfortunate we gave up the eight runs, but I got the idea that some of our pitchers, I, Caleb Clark, I think, came in, and I think he was a little intimidated. Nebraska couldn't get the third out in the um, first inning, and they couldn't get an out, a third out in a later inning that cost him some runs. And – I think some of our pitchers were just either intimidated or still fresh in learning. Uh, Garza did a good job in relief of Caleb Clark, and he he I don't remember what his stats were, but uh, Max Anderson can be counted upon. Bryce Matthews had a nice home run in left field. Given that he I mean it was fourteen to five, you know I think it sounds worse than it was. It was fun to watch him play. It was kind of weird for me because <laughs> because it was the first time in, in a very, very long time that I actually bought a ticket to the event and didn't go in with the credential. And I walked in and I'm like, I don't know what to do. Okay, I have to go here. And then they cordoned off part of U.S. Bank Stadium. Well, I'm used to just walking around that stuff. And I'm thinking, okay, I got to... I got to actually go find a seat and sit down. And uh, it was it was just kind of weird to be a fan instead of a guy there with a camera. And I'm, I'm kind of, I'm okay with it. It's just different and weird. Uh, you know, I, okay. I said, I'd take a, a look at the, uh, at the chat. Uh, Linda, Linda Wilkins says, good evening, John and Todd. Well, Todd in absentia looking forward to a little therapy night did not have a good week. Why did you not have a good week, Linda? I mean, Nebraska had a good week. I thought that affected everybody. Uh, Linda also says, good history video today. Thank you. I spent way too many hours on trying to render that video. It kept crashed all weekend until I finally figured it out. The video editing software I use is DaVinci Resolve. And it has a 4,000-page manual. And I'm, you know, I'm just trying to get a little bit better every time I do a video. Uh, Justin says, hello, how about that Nebraska ball? It was fun. Uh, I'm, I'm going to skip over this. John, how many years does the linebacker from Florida have? Chief Borden, we'll look, up, we'll look that up in a minute. Uh, John, turn on the comment window. Isn't it? Let's try this. It isn't showing up, is it? <sighs> this does this sometimes with the uh, 
the we use a restream. <sighs> oh my God, Linda says I had a mini stroke Wednesday and spent the night in the hospital. That is not good. I. Uh... Linda, how's your women's billing team knowledge? Not very good. Uh, although we do get, I do get regular emails from the athletic department for releases. So, Bob Maston says, uh, "Too bad we didn't play well in the early season in basketball." I don't disagree with that. I, you know, I mean. There's a little, there's a teeny tiny chance that we could make the NCAAs, but it's teeny tiny. And I mean, if you really want to make the NCAA, uh, we need to win the Big Ten tournament. Is that possible? Uh, you know, again, I mean, anything's possible with the way they've been playing when, this lately. It's, I, I mean, who knows? But they do look like they shit into the NIT, which would be, a postseason tournament, and that means that basketball will have gotten into the postseason before football, which is, I don't know, something weird for Nebraska, isn't it? I don't know if we're supposed to be dis disappointed with that or, or impressed with uh, Fred Hoybird. Uh, let's see what else. Corby Kobus says salt export is the new economic boom for Iowa. Corn is now solely dominated by Nebraska. Good comment. Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, Justin again says <laughs> first time ever sweeping Iowa. And that's that's it. That's, that's kind of cool. It is. All right. Ralph Dave says all red. All day, Big Ten wrestling champion. It was our first uh, wrestling champion since, I believe, 2015. I know that Penn State ended up with four champions because the schmuck I have to work with, who's a Penn State guy, was like, oh, I was sad we didn't get six champions. And we work remotely, so I can't like reach across the room and grab him around the neck or anything like that. Do I advocate violence? Well, only sometimes when it's necessary. Like with that guy and his Penn State, um, uh, let's, let's, let's go back through the, since I don't have those guys here and I have to fill an hour without Todd, uh, da, 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 da. our guy upset the number one guy in his group and who was it? Peyton Rob got upset by a wrestler from Penn state first loss of the year. And that that was the one I think that uh, Todd and uh, I think it was Aaron that were talking about that they were disappointed that Rob got beat. But Nebraska finished third in wrestling, which in this conference uh, behind Penn State and Iowa is pretty amazing. And the chat still isn't showing up. I can see it. I don't think you guys can. <sighs> I don't know if you guys saw the news today. This is something else that's in my list. But today, uh, Iowa settled a did a lawsuit settlement with the players that they they were sued by because of the racism incident. I believe with uh, their strength and conditioning coach. And the funny thing about it is, I this is. 
Yeah, I go back to the YouTube comments that were on that short video and that I've seen on Twitter from Iowa fans about, you know, uh, making fun of us and how we live in their heads. You know, I thought about that for a minute and I thought, uh, you know, I'll admit it. Iowa does kind of live in my head just because they just can't. They, I, they don't stop doing stupid things. I'm not just talking about their football program and their basketball program. I mean, I didn't, you know, Minnesota right now, basketball is just bad. They're bad. So I, there's no reason for me to talk about Minnesota basketball. You know, football, they're kind of above the average. You know, P.J. Fleck, we'll get them in the first game next year. and We'll see what happens. Uh, but Iowa just continually does stupid, unbelievably stupid things. First, you have the whole nepotism thing with Brian and friends. And then you have the the contract stipulation that says if you meet these requirements that basically the equivalent of a 10-year-old can meet, uh, you can keep your job. And now, you know, again, they, they settled the fourth lawsuit under Gary Barta, their existing athletic director. And you look at him and you go, what are you guys doing over there? Nothing changes and you just keep doing the same shit over and over and over. Uh but I think uh, the, the biggest thing was is uh, Kirk Ferentz released a statement. Apparently, the coaches weren't told settling this lawsuit. And Kirk Ferentz's idea was that they could have beaten this lawsuit because apparently Kirk Ferentz knows more than lawyers. And I realize a lot of time in lawyerdom, you settle out of, you know, you settle out of court because doing as otherwise will probably cost you a ton more money. But it's just, I, I don't know. It's hard. I was hoping to get Todd in here to have the whole, you set him off with that, and there you go. Okay, what else do I have here? Uh, Ralph Davis says, <clears throat> has our wrestling ever been this good? Big Ten is especially tops in wrestling. They are, and I don't think so. I think we had maybe two years ago or a year ago, we had the chance to be really good. But then we, you know, we came to the end of the year and we kind of fizzled out. But I think placing third in the Big Ten is, is you know, it's pretty good. It's up there with Penn State and Iowa. And uh, those two are just, you know, Penn State's just a juggernaut. <clears throat> okay, let's get to some football. I know you guys want to talk about football. So do I. Corby Cobus says, John, can you comment on the news from Dylan's unofficial visit to USC? What are your thoughts? Do you think this will significantly impact Nebraska's chances at landing the recruit? Uh, my thought is, is that Dylan Royola is going to come to Nebraska. Uh, here's the thing with Dylan Royola. I think, number one, I think it's amazing we're even in the top conversation. Uh, given where we've been over the past few years as a program and the fact that we're even in the competing and in the running for the number one recruit in the nation, I know that there's a lot of people out there that will say, well, he's just being nice to his family. I, You know, I think that – how do I phrase this? I think that when you're that level recruit, everything you do and say is – you know, you're living in a fishbowl. And I don't think you can just say things about the place where your family is actually coaching and then just turn around later and say, oh, that was all just because I was being nice to my family. You know what I mean? Am I saying that right? In other words, I think that if you were, I think that if you had a family involved in it, 
you wouldn't just be pe stringing people along. You would look at them and say, you know what? I appreciate the fact that my uncle coaches at Nebraska, but I am going to look at other, there's very diplomatic ways to put this. I'm going to be looking at other programs to see what my foot football future. In other words, if Nebraska's if he's paying attention to Nebraska, I don't think there's there's anything disingenuous about that. And everything we've heard about Dylan Royal is that he's a fairly modest person and not real flashy. Uh, so uh do you think this will significantly impact Nebraska's land chances at landing the recruit? Well I think USC, you got Lincoln Riley. People call him the quarterback whisperer. Uh, I, you know, I guess I, I've also seen the comments from people on YouTube when I did a video about how he could be costing himself millions of dollars, and 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 you know by going to Nebraska instead of playing for Lincoln Riley, which I kind of look at and go, uh, if he's a good quarterback and he plays well, and he is the top recruit in the nation and plays like the top recruit in the nation, then I don't think he's costing himself money at all. What the hell are you doing? Todd? Todd I forgot. I was out eating pizza at home, at home slice pizza. I'm in Austin, Texas. The weather is wonderful. All I want to do is be outside. And you forgot. You forgot all of your fans. I did. <laughs> Are you drunk? No, not well, yet. Well, what the hell? You actually did forget. I know. <laughs> I don't see comments, so I don't even know if any fans are here, John. Are you? No, they to? are. There's, 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 there are people saying, "Where's Todd? Why? How can we carry on without Todd? What is going on? Why hey, guess who I saw today? There? Guess who, who I saw see? today? Uh, Gary Barta. Oh, that's a pretty good guess. Yeah. No. Who just see? I saw I saw the gal from MythBusters. Oh yeah, it's not Jane. I don't know her name. Yeah, but I She's saw her. And yet, she was wonderful. Did you talk to her? No, she was about five people away from me, and I didn't talk to her. I didn't talk to the other one either that I saw. Are you going to sit down and join us, or are you just well, like coming I'm looking in to for go? a damn chair? So hold on a minute. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Look at this. Fred Sacco says Todd forgot all of his fan. Yeah, I said it. Fan. That's what you did, Todd. You forgot. You forgot Fred. You bastard. I did. Like, how can I forget Fred? I, I, exactly. I you should feel bad. But I now I got to tell you the other I person I saw today. <laughs> Within 10 feet of her. Okay. Former Olympic figure skater, Christy Yamaguchi. <laughs> Where the hell were you? South by Southwest, EDU Conference, Austin, oh, Texas. Yeah. 83 okay. flipping degrees today. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. 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 <sighs> Yeah, and for so, entertainment value, for entertainment value, in the last twenty four hours, I've gotten to listen to my wife and my good friend Kirk shop for refrigerators. You care to give us any any 
point? Any was this entertaining? Well, if you're into refrigerators, but I think we're gonna go with the Samsung four door. Okay. All right. Good job. It's okay. Is Tammy in the background? Oh, she's here. Kirk's here. Sammy's here. Hey, John. Sticker. How, how, how did he forget this? Well, wouldn't you forget if you were with me anything else? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, yes, I would, Tammy. I would. <laughs> Thanks, <God's> John. Sake. <laughs> Oh, so what are we talking about, John? What have you been, you know, what, Dylan? What do you Rayola? What do you think? We're talking about Dylan Todd Rayola. and what I, Todd, We're talking I, Todd about and Dylan <laughs> we were talking about it's, Dylan Rayola. I cursory went over baseball and wrestling. Well, because you is, weren't is here. Is the Nebraska fan base really, really nervous about Dylan Rayola? I don't know. Let's ask him. I know that the chats aren't the chat comments aren't seeing up. Showing up where they regularly do, but I can see them on the side. So for the people that are here in the chat, are you really nervous about Dylan Rayola? And then just give us give us two minutes on your impression of the wrestling team since I just kind of washed over. Oh, I'll tell you what, you know, a lot of the people I know, you know, that are wrestling fans that maybe hadn't paid that close attention to Nebraska. I got emails and texts like, oh, my God. Where'd Nebraska come from, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, my old high school coach out in Colorado is saying, my gosh, you know, where'd these guys come from? Um, you know, I, I think I said last week when we were talking with Dylan, I, I said they'd be third place and uh, nothing about it surprised me. There wasn't one thing about Nebraska's performance that surprised me because this team has been coming on all season. You know, five finalists. The only team that had more was Penn State. Nebraska had more finalists than Iowa. Unfortunately, you know, only one Nebraska guy won in the finals, and it was the one that I thought would win. I really thought Silas Allred had a chance to beat Max Dean because of the styles. Um, wasn't surprised at all that Peyton Robb got beat. Peyton Robb has been wrestling like a guy that's been trying to protect a number one ranking rather than wrestling matches to pile up points and win. Hopefully – He's kind of got that burden off of his shoulder. That's the way some people react when they get that kind of a ranking is that they, they try to protect it and they get very defensive. And, and uh, he, he's not that kind of a wrestler. Peyton Robb needs to be very, very aggressive. And so hopefully um, I hope he's not He could still be seated. Number one at uh, the NCAA tournament. I hope he's not, I hope he's seated number two or number three. And I hope he wrestles like a man possessed. Okay. Uh, baseball, your impressions of baseball. Oh God, I was feeling so good until Sunday. Um, you know, did you watch the Sunday ben, game? Yeah, I did. What um, was your impression? My impression of the Sunday game was <laughs> poor decision making on behalf of the of the coaching staff and particularly the pitching coach. Really? Why do you say that? You left, you left a freshman kid out there to give up six runs in the first inning. Um, you know, if, if they haven't, you know, when, when you, if you're going to have a freshman starter this early in the season, you better have somebody on speed dial that can get warm fast. And, um, you know, the, the kid, you know, he started off the game with a strikeout and then it yeah. went, they hit the next batter and it went downhill from there. I think he ended up giving up six hits or the team, 
you know, the, the, the pitching staff gave up six hits in the first inning. You know, they sent uh, nine, 10, 11, 11, 10, 11 batters, 11, 12 batters to the plate. You know, you're down eight to nothing after the first inning. You just as well kiss that one goodbye. And, you know, I guess Nebraska did show some fortitude coming back. Bryce Matthews had a nice day at the plate. But um, Nebraska Nebraska relief pitching, you know, well, yeah. some of it later on was good enough. You know, I was impressed with Jalen Worthy. I was impressed, impressed with Will Rizzo. I was impressed with J.C. Gutierrez. Those are all freshman pitchers. Um, what do you think he stood him up there just to put him up against one of the best teams in the nation to see what was going well, on? Well, he's, you know, he's been in the rotation and he's thrown well on Sundays, you know, the previous two Sundays, he, he had decent starts. No, um, I don't mean Caleb Clark. Well, I mean, the other guys that came up good or uh, come on, Jalen. Oh, I think, I think he was just Rizzo. getting them some, getting them some innings, you know, I mean, okay. last week they didn't put very many pitchers out there. Not that many guys got innings, you know, and um, cause they were pretty efficient last week. So he's just trying and, you know, they're going to play tomorrow and Wednesday at home against uh, Northern Colorado. I haven't seen a forecast. Is it chilly back in Lincoln? Um, but uh, yeah, I don't, uh, I'll be real curious to see who, who does pitch. Um, but like I said, it's still early in the season. You want to give some guys some innings and see what, what they can do. Um, offensively, you know, the, Nebraska looks good at the plate. I mean, they're, they're getting hits, you know, yeah, we can bitch and moan about not, you know, getting the, the timely hits with runners on base. I do that all the time. It's just frustrating as hell to see as many players left out there, but you know. Okay. Did we cover everything I wanted to cover with you? Uh, you weren't here for my passing out at the baseball game, Pete. Thanks a lot. I, I'll weep later. Uh, now we're on to football. Are you paying attention to anything? What did I you learn? A... At, what'd you learn at South by Southwest other than you saw Christy Yamaguchi? Um heard a hell of a keynote address this morning from a war refugee. Uh, she's originally, well, I think she was actually born in Syria and then fled to Jordan. I think they fled Jordan as well. Um, she's got a great story and um, uh, kind of based out of Atlanta now, uh, started working with refugee kids, coaching soccer. And uh, has started some a school in Atlanta and another one in Ohio, and she's going to open schools up in a couple more places. And this is what I think is beautiful about it: is um, you know, heavy heavy focus is hiring lower elementary teachers to teach refugee kids the fundamentals of reading and writing. Which, duh, you know, you 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 put your experts, the people who are best, um, who are who are, who are, have the best skills to teach kids to read and write. Um, and then uh, the, the thing that I think is just so wonderful is that at this school and in this model, music, art, those are core subjects, not electives. Every kid is taught art. Every kid learns how to play an instrument and they all play soccer. They all play soccer. Huh. You don't have okay. to speak English to play soccer. That, well, that's true. Linda Wilkins asked me earlier about the women's bowling team. And here's, here's the, the latest I have on this. 
Uh, from yesterday, Huskers in season with third tournament title, the Nebraska polling team, uh, well, they won their big red invitational final standings. Uh, they're at number three in the nation. They beat Arkansas State, Newman, Youngstown State, University of Wisconsin, Whitewater, Lincoln Memorial, Valparaiso, University of Central Missouri. Aren't they always good at bowling? And Quincy Arkansas and Upper State Island. is always good at bowling. Oh, that's right. They are. So there's your lady bowling update from <laughs> from the press release from the from the athletic department. <clears throat> I wish we could cover every sport in Nebraska. We just it's don't just have too play. hard this time of year. I mean, we don't cover track and field, which is traditionally one of Nebraska's best sports. You know that is true. That is true. Uh, what the hell happened with that? Okay, I talked about i went into a little bit about our we'll get to base or we'll get back to football in a minute i wanted your impression of what happened today with iowa um okay i'll i will really try i'm going to try really really hard to keep politics out of this but if i slip a little bit i'm going to apologize up front okay um the University of Iowa, uh, a few years back, kind of went down an untraditional path and brought in a new president that did not come from academia. He was pretty much appointed by former Governor Terry Branstead, a businessman, and it's been pretty much running the University of Iowa as a business rather than an academic institution. Um, Gary Barta, the AD at Iowa, has been protected and insulated by the Board of Regents and various political leaders in the state of Iowa. Why? I'm not quite sure. Um, Gary Barta has been involved in four lawsuits that they've settled that have done, dealt with uh, allegations of racism. Um, they didn't mention, you know, the sexism issues where, you know, uh, he was sued by uh, the field hockey coach. Uh, they don't talk about the blowback when they got rid of one of the most successful softball coaches, Gail Blevins, uh, in the Big Ten and in the country at the time that she was forced out. Um, you know, he, he, he runs the athletic department um, pretty much like a good old boy with absolutely no respect um, for female athletics. Um, you know, it's, it, it, it's just, it's just a travesty. And then you had blatant racial incidents between their strength and conditioning coach, uh, Chris Doyle and a number of players. Doyle gets a million dollar severance package and they send him down the road. Um, but a funny thing about it was, is at the same time, there were statements provided of a similar nature uh, about Brian Ferentz uh, when Doyle was forced out. Right. Interestingly enough, 
Brian Ferentz still has a job. The frustrating thing about this is they're going to use state funds to pay this off. And it was approved by the new attorney general, who, interestingly enough, was just in Washington, D.C., arguing against Joe Biden's student loan buyout plan or student loan. (laughs) Okay, I'm, I'm coming back. And she approved of this. There was the state treasurer, Rob Sand. He's the one that said he wouldn't approve using those funds unless Gary Barta was immediately removed. And there are other people that have said, well, send Kirk and Brian with him. Um, the fact that Kirk Ferentz has come through this virtually unscathed and the fact that Gary Barta and Kirk Ferentz have protected Brian is disgusting. It's disgraceful. It's a black eye on the state of Iowa. It's a black eye on the University of Iowa. Um, okay. okay. Breathe for a moment. You know what I thought this reminds me of today? The University of Indiana and Bobby Knight. Sure. I mean, Bobby Knight, Bobby, the difference is that the Bobby Knight won everything he touched. He won so much that nobody could do anything to him. I mean, if you remember Bobby Knight, the whole throwing, you probably remember him throwing a chair. You know, players later came and started coming out and saying that he was physical with them at practice. The whip with Neil Reed, for God's sakes. Oh, my God. You know, that kind of stuff. And nobody could touch him until Miles Brand came along and, uh, you know, finally actually kind of did a little investigation. But you kind of look at this and go, okay, from a from a bizarrely just American win at any cost attitude, I can see why Indiana loved Bobby Knight. Because he won so much, he wouldn't be ignored. You know what I mean? Kirk Ferentz doesn't win that much, for God's sake. I don't get it. I really don't. And if, if the people wonder why we talk about Iowa, it's, it's this fascination with why are the, you this screwed up? I mean, yeah. we've been bad for the past few years, but we haven't been. Well, we enabled the guy that should have been fired a year ago. But, well, you know, wasn't our it, athletic wasn't program it some- isn't. Wasn't it some University of Iowa account or something like that that was trashing Nebraska's uh, Black History Month uniforms or something like that, taking yes, a pot shot you know. at that? Yeah, I just the I don't get them. I really it's just bizarre to me. No, it's, right. it's pretty indicative of what's going on in the whole state. Unfortunately, I have to I have to commend you uh, at keeping your calm demeanor. Even though I have to say that uh, my room got a little hot coming through the. Um... <laughs> well, you know, okay, uh, uh, let's let's move on. <laughs> yeah. All right, back to Dylan Royola. Let's see. Somebody came in. Ralph Davis says, "No, not worried about Dylan, but USC will hump it in the Big Ten Tier One program. Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, move aside." Uh, I'm going to disagree with that. Uh, mostly because Lincoln Riley is a very good coach on the offensive side of the ball, but he still has never figured out that he needs a defense to complement his uh, offense. And until he does that, uh, USC's USC's just going to—they're going to be a good team, but they're still going to lose a lot of games they shouldn't. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Fred Sacco says I'm not with regards to Dylan Rayola. 
I gave up on the this guy will save the program hype many years ago. Great to get him, but if not, we'll survive. I'm the same uh, as Fred on that. I think those were the two we got. Da -da 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 -da. Okay. Uh, Don Dre says uh, Gary Barta has dirt on someone. <laughs> Might be. Yeah, yeah. Might that's be. a good explanation. I mean, I you know, I I don't know why else you'd keep those guys around. I mean, four lawsuits. That's um, especially of the kind today that get you removed from your job immediately. I just, it's just amazing. Okay, Matt Rule had a presser today, and. Uh, I actually went on a show, the Voice of College Football show, right before this show. That's why I didn't bug Todd earlier, apparently, and remind him. Plus, I must have your phone number wrong because I sent you texts and they never got delivered. Oh, I was out having fun, eating pizza with friends. I just, I apologize. Wow. With, with yeah, John, others. it really wasn't about me. It was all about the pizza. <laughs> I would have made it about you, Tam. <laughs> I know, John. I miss you, John. <laughs> okay. Right, we'll just go. We'll move past that. <laughs> uh, okay. Matt Rule had a press conference. Matt Rule had a press conference. And uh, let's see what happened here. Uh, he talked about who stood out for so far. Rule doesn't want to isolate any players. I don't know. Did you see the Rule press conference stuff? I did. I read the. I read some of the stuff about it. I kind of honed in on the interview with Thomas Fedoni, and uh, you know just how Matt Rule has basically turned everything into a competition, you know, put players on teams and named captains and, you know, earning points for going to class, earning points for community service, earning points for being on time. You know, I mean, you know, just on and on. And, and I thought, I thought a statement that was attributed to him and I, I can't quote it directly, but it was something along the line of, you know, now that he's reviewed the team and kind of analyzed everything, uh, have the physicality, have the strength, have the speed, but it comes down to the thing I've been bitching and complaining about for the last however many years. There's no discipline. And, um, you know, just those stupid, stupid mistakes that the team continues to make. And, you know, it, it appears that uh, Rule is addressing that. You know, he's, he's demanding accountability. He's demanding uh, attention to details. He's demanding um, you know, having each other's back and, and, uh, you know, doing it for the guy next to you and all that type of thing. So, um, you know, that certainly wasn't, uh, wasn't there with Mike Riley. That certainly wasn't there with Scott Frost, um, <laughs> with Bo, who know from one week to the next, but, uh, it, it, uh, would appear that Matt rules placed a high priority on it. And I'm hopeful that it, it transfers to the field. Well, Thomas Fedone, what 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 do you think? Well, you know, tell us what he said. 
Well, he, he made some kind of a comment that he felt like he was physically ready to play, and it was just the head surgeon this last year that wouldn't sign off on him, um, you know, being able to go back out on the field. And, you know, I kind of agree with the comment you made, John, in our Slack. You know, maybe the, maybe the head surgeon saved him from, uh, from right. himself. Um, yeah. You know, I, you love the competitive nature. You love the fire. You love the want to. Um, but I'll, I'll take a healthy, I'll take a healthy Thomas Fedone over one that uh, one it isn't. Thomas Fedone wasn't going to be a difference maker on the team last year. No, that's true, and I think he he can take that as a medical red shirt and stick around another year, right? I think he probably can. Yeah, Casey Thompson. He said, uh, "Is Casey Thompson going to be able to throw much or do much this spring?" Uh, and Matt Rule said he would be limited. They will err on the side of caution. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. Somebody earlier asked me what what it what. No, wait a minute. In the other show I was on, uh, the guy asked me, "What do you think will happen with the quarterback competition?" And uh, what do you? Th I'll ask you, Todd. Between I made a Jeff prediction. Sims I made a prediction a couple months ago. I think. I think when the dust all clears and you and the, you know the team is there for fall practice, you know preseason practice, I think you're going to see Casey Thompson. I think you're going to see uh, the kid from Georgia Tech, Sims. Right? Did I say that right? Um, yeah, I think kid from Sims. Georgia Tech. I think you're going to see two other quarterbacks. I, I I'm hoping you see uh, Heinrich Harbaugh. I hope Harburg. I hope he's there, and um, I'm going to guess. Maybe Logan Smothers will be back. Um, I I think uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all if, uh, you know, we don't know how it's all going to shake down. I don't have a crystal ball, but, um, you know, there's there's going to be Chubba. There's going to be between between Harbor, Harburg, um, Purdy, Smothers, and Torres. Two of those guys are going to be gone. So take your pick. You think so? Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, we have we have way too many scholarship players, uh, and something has to. I mean, somebody has to go. Yeah, okay. Da, 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 da. I don't know. Anything else from football today? Anything else for football today? Um, Jets are going to get Aaron Rodgers. Are they? Yeah. Of course they are. Well, you just I throw that know. one out. You just throw that one out there. Uh, Derek Carr, I think, signed with the Saints. Looks like Derek Carr is going to be the Saints. Yeah. 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 I, I, yeah. I don't. You know, it's it, it, we're getting close enough to the start of spring practice that you know I think we're going to start hearing a lot more um, about football. Um, you know, the the print media guys are going to be you know pestering for for more stories and stuff like that. Um, we'll see. Linda Wilkins says, if you get that Samsung refrigerator that makes round ice cubes, you might have crystal balls. <laughs> you know what? I'll pass, I'll pass that on to get the round ice cube feature in the Samsung refrigerator so you can have crystal balls. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, we still, we still have 12 minutes to go, Todd. Uh, okay. 
Don Dre says, I will go crazy if Nebraska has another losing season. I might too. <laughs> I, you know, I hope, I hope, I hope we got the right coach. I hope we do. You know, um, I, you know, it's, I feel a lot better than I did when we hired Scott Frost, but you know, I, you know, I wasn't 100% sold on Scott Frost. In fact, I'm not sure I was 50% sold on Scott Frost, but you know, everything, Matt Rule is putting everything in place to build a strong football program at Nebraska. Hopefully he gets the players. Well, I, I think a lot of this, if we have a winning, if we have a losing season this next year, uh, I think it'll all come down to, we, we weren't able to make anything out of this offensive line because that's, that was our weakest point. It was our weakest point last season. I mean, it's been our weakest point for a while and uh, just to turn that around in one year would be phenomenal. So, well, for the first time in a few years, they've got some consistency with the coaching and the offensive line. And you have some consistency with at least some of the players, you know, who will be a year older, a year wiser, a year more experienced. I still, you know, I understand, you know, if a guy's not very good when he's a sophomore, you know, there's no guarantee that he's going to be very good as a senior. Well, you know, I'd like to think that hopefully they're growing within the program and, and that they are going to improve and that they're going to be better. Well, yeah, I mean, I certainly got better as I got older. And you're still oh. getting better. You're still improving, John. Is that it? You know what? That's it. I, owed, I owed Linda something. She said, how many years, the linebacker from Florida, Chief Borden, Borders, how many years does he have? And I used to have He's an a freshman, isn't he? I don't think so. I think he has. You know what? I did the portal transfer article. Let's look it up. I need to probably go back and. and uh, well, he seems like quite the character. Did you catch the, the video with him in the pole vaulter? Yes. yes. You know, and, you know, they, they mentioned him in one of the articles today from the press conference about how he's jumped in with, uh, with both feet, you know, into the whole community service stuff, driving up to Omaha, speaking at elementary schools, you know, reaching out. Um, he has three years left. Okay. Linda. So everybody else, he has three years left. Uh, okay. Coming up. What's coming up. NCAA tournament starts for wrestling. When in two weeks. Okay. Two weeks. So we still have time to figure out Dylan's audio issues. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> uh, Nebraska plays in the Big Ten tournament, I believe, on Wednesday. Is that right? God dang it. I'm sorry. The dog just went, came in here and she's soaking wet. <clears throat> uh, sorry for the pause. Let's look at the bracket here. Nebraska will play Minnesota on Wednesday, March 8th. So that's uh, coming up in two days. 
we didn't get a buy into the first game. And if we win that game, we will play number six seed Maryland, which I mentioned earlier that if Northwestern would have won their game or they did win their game, they would be the two seed. And if they would have lost, they'd have fallen all the way to the ninth seed. So I don't think there's a huge difference in all of these teams uh, with the exception with Northwestern with uh, excellent shooter Boo Booey and then uh, Purdue with uh, Zach Eady and that, what's that kid's name? Freshman lawyer that could shoot the lights out. But well, I, go ahead. I haven't looked at the bracket. Are we on the same side of the bracket that we can beat Iowa for a third time? No, we're not. Oh, shoot. Maybe they'll make the championship game and we can destroy their lives. <laughs> Fran McCaffrey would explode. I, You know, I like Fran McCaffrey because he's interesting. He's fun to watch. I'm glad he's not my coach. Just for the same reason I like watching uh, Tom Izzo with the, the cry face. You know that when he, Tom Izzo does that thing where he starts crying to the officials. It's one of the best faces in college basketball. Uh, no, Minnesota and Nebraska at uh, the first game's at 5.30 p.m. and the second game is 25 minutes after game one. So Wednesday night for that. Uh, I don't know. Baseball I think plays the, Tuesday and Wednesday. Softball. Right. Softball had another good weekend down south. They beat Arizona, which that's a feather in their cap. And, um, yeah, they're rolling right now. Now, see, you missed my start of the show. Did you remember in the slack room Sunday when I said I almost passed out at the baseball game? Well, yeah, I suppose there was a beautiful woman with large breasts that walked near close enough to you that, that's done it more than once, John. Hi. <laughs> I'm glad you just give away my secrets publicly. My God. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> that wasn't it, actually. It was not it. I just I got so hyperventilated from watching us beat Iowa on the uh, <laughs> on the on the on my phone that I was I was in public and I forgot that I stayed at home so much that I forgot that um, how to watch sports in public. I thought about <laughs> yelling a lot more and I didn't because I thought, you know what? I'm getting old and uh, I need to conserve my, my air here. Take this, get up here, get up, get up there. <sighs> the dog, she doesn't cooperate. All right. We're still five minutes under, but I think we, I think we're kind of done and you're in, you want to go sit on a porch or something, don't you? Well, you know, I, there's alcohol to be consumed. I suppose so. All right, let me say goodbye to Tim. Tim. <laughs> Bring out your dad. <laughs> what, John? Good night, Tim. Good night, sweetie. Take care of him. <laughs> Yes, I have a hard time with that, though. You know what I mean? Take care of him. <laughs> okay. I think that's going to be it for the night. Except, Todd, I apparently don't have your correct phone number. So that when I text no, you. No, you have my right phone number. I just was a butthead and wasn't paying attention. No, my text didn't get delivered. Oh, it didn't. All right. Yeah. Either that or you blocked me.
<laughs> okay. I think that's it for tonight. Uh, we made it through this, and uh, there you go. Good night, Todd. Good night, John. <laughs>